I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big Bang and DJ Scream bring you Big Facts, the hottest podcast in the streets. Visit the new website today, www.bigfactspod.com. Live from First Class Sounds, you know who it is, DJ Scream. Big Bank is here, baby. Jade is here. Time for another episode of Big Facts. That nigga turned up on that You intro. gotta get the energy up, I got bro. Up, I got Big Facts Fox. Hey, man, we blessed to be here, bro. <laughs> nah, for sure, you're right. Blessed to be for here. Sure Everybody don't right. get to do this. I'll be happy. I'm still happy. <laughs> it ain't set in yet. I ain't used to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't used to it. I ain't used to it yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm still happy. But today I'm even happier, man, because we're we going to get some motivation. Shouts to Inky Johnson. If you're For not sure. familiar with Inky Johnson, you know what I'm saying? Very captivating story, a real story. He's going to give us some motivation and some game today. So I'm excited about that. Got pressure on that chest. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You got pressure on that little Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I go ahead after you tell a joke, bro. You go ahead. <laughs> oh, you go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead, nigga. <laughs> shit. Oh, Scream. Scream said shit. Oh, shit. I'm trying to calm. I'm trying to laugh. You got the gas going. Go ahead. Going. You <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. folks geeked up, man. We got to talk about... Um, uh, so, some real shit. Uh, because this this is shit that be happening for everybody, right? Um... What do you do when you feel like quitting? You know what I'm saying? When shit ain't going your way, uh, the obstacles, the obstacles got you down. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what do you do? And, and, and to be completely transparent, you know what I'm saying? As great and as blessed as everything can be. Yeah, I be having some days. I still boy. be having some days like, fuck this like, shit. But like you know for, I, mean? I started off like for, like for me, when I'm, when I'm down or like when I'm just not feeling it or I'm just like low, mm-hmm. I have to like, I have to get out of I have to go outside. I have to get some fresh air. And the sunlight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, because it's like if I'm sitting in the house or I'm sitting somewhere or whatever, make it worse. It's gonna just it's gonna stay on me. Mm-hmm. So I gotta get out, go take a walk, you know, 
go swim, you know what I'm saying? Anything mm-hmm. to like shake that shit off and like get it off me and kind of just clear my mind a little bit because mm-hmm. if I don't, then like my energy is going to be fucked up for however long until I get it off of me. Mm-hmm. And like with me, like when my energy be fucked up and shit, I try to stay away from people. Anything could happen when my energy is fucked up and mm-hmm. I don't want to be responsible for offending somebody or hurting somebody's feelings or cursing somebody out or punching somebody or anything. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't warranted. You see what I'm saying? It's because I'm already in a fucked up mood and y'all just ended up catching it. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I get it. You know what I'm saying? The first thing I do is pray i got to start praying if it ain't going right i, I need to yeah, that's praying a lot of meditating a lot of being to myself like you say because i don't want to fuck up it always seems like sometimes when when you when you haven't sometimes like when you having that i'm gonna quit day or that fucked up day that somebody else day might be going good but yeah. you don't want to be mad at them because they shit going good it's just like right, yeah like i ain't, I, like I ain't no hater but i ain't no hater i'm happy for you fuck like it's just the day ain't yeah, it yeah <laughs> yeah let me just let me just let me just stay over here until tomorrow yeah I, I can't. I don't want to, you know. I think that's a beautiful thing, though. Maybe in our space, you got to speak to bank, but, like, it'd it be a day for me. It don't never Come be on, like... Grumpty Dumpty. No. <laughs> it don't never be no... What we talking about? Well, when you feel like quitting... <laughs> when, you feel, <laughs> when you feel like quitting or when you had that fucked up day, when you like, fuck everything. One of them days. Bro, that's, that's well, it. Well, that nigga be having so many <laughs> of them days. That wasn't the life. day? You happy today? <sighs> I'm happy while I'm thinking about quitting too. <laughs> I'm just, it's every day for me, man. I just, every day I wake up, want to do something different, man. This shit just, I guess that's what it is. I don't be want to quit. Nah, but like when you be having. move to the next shit. But how do you, like, how do you shake out of it or shake it off when you're having one of those days? Like, I just got down smoke. <laughs> just smoke me a blunt. Backwood a day, man, take the pain away. <laughs> Real shit. You got to hey. fire up. Hey. Fire up. You can smoke that shit away, bro. We like, got something in it to make it just be like, you can see that shit another way. That's a way to look at it. For oh. me. I yeah. don't know what other, right. other, other for other people. Like, this shit I be smoking. I'm going to tell you what a therapist told me. I, I, I do therapy and all that shit. I started a gratitude journal. Shit changed my life. Because if you start writing down all the shit that's going right. I don't, even, I don't like my handwriting. That shit's too ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even read that shit when I got there. Okay, <laughs> when I write the shit yeah. down, I can't even. I'm like, what the fuck that was? <laughs> this spelling be all. I'd probably do it on my phone, probably. No, nah, I'm just saying. I get in the spirit of gratitude. You ain't got to write it down, but you can. You can sit there and look at them two or three, four things that's fucked up that day or that week. But if you start to think about. Damn, I can walk. I'm healthy. I, I got food. I yeah, got but you know another to thing too, like you saying, like when you like have some shit that you're upset about or depressed about or down about and it's fucked up for you, another way to like kind of offset the shit is when you take that one thing that you are down about, think about three things that you're grateful for or three yeah, positive things exactly, and focus yeah. on those. And then I'm not saying that you'll forget about what you're down about, but it'll kind of help even it out to bring your spirit back up. <laughs> bang, bang, like I'm gonna smoke. Fuck yeah, what y'all yeah, shit, I'm smoke. Oh, bro, that shit. Man, one thing about it, man, shit, just you just gotta pray for the best, man. Prepare for the worst. I think, I think, you know, kind of the purpose of this is to let our supporters and everybody know, like, you know, so we go through shit too. You know what I'm saying? I do a whole this, bunch of shit. We go like, through, shit. through shit now, <laughs> right? Shit, right. everybody go through shit. Yeah, cause, cause, but but it's. You can't let that shit consume you, man. Definitely not. Like, for real. Because if you focus, if you, 
Another thing that I've learned too is that if you continuously focus on the negative become a reality as opposed to the positive then you block your blessings mm-hmm. because god feels like you're ungrateful for what you already have mm-hmm. so uh-huh. you know what god feels like allegedly <laughs> allegedly what it, what who told you that part of baba Was told it? me that oh, okay Baba told me that. <laughs> she said Shit. That. It ain't nothing more than nothing else to say. You know what I'm saying? Big fact. <laughs> hey, what you perceive and what you think about and what's what's in that brain a lot can become a reality. You know what I'm saying? I think we kind of yeah. sp- spoke up or thought up. You know it's all mean? about Our manifestation. Manifestations. There it is. You know what I'm saying? So you got to just kind of be on that shit. And then there's going to be it's different energies around here. You know what I'm saying? You got to fight them or you got to. Rebuke them, keep them away. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's definitely. Man, you gotta just know shit happened too. Like, shit happens. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it do be some people that be. Some shit when is you the talk, way of the world, man. When you talk to some people, though, they do be having, I guess you say, a stream of bad luck. Like, I'm talking about. But see, say, niggas like that, you gotta stay away from niggas like that. The unlucky, you gotta <laughs> stay the far the fuck away from them because that shit can rub so you off. Ain't gonna help yeah, them yeah, 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 you gotta be aware you for, of what your What do they call you for help? What if they call help? me for help, like, my life just it ain't going right. What you listen think it is? You know, I'm calls calls need, you know I'm in them calls and they get every day. No, but listen, if everybody I might, need I, help, I, right? I might no for real. Listen, but I might not get too close to them and want to be with them every day. But I always tell niggas like, bro, have you evaluated? Some might not be right in here. You know what I'm saying? Like evaluate that shit. Yeah, I just but real shit. I just I just talked about this on my Instagram the other day. Like I'm the like. I'm the friend that we might not talk every day. We might not talk a whole lot. But if you need me, I'm most definitely pulling up. Yeah. And it's people that I don't fuck with anymore, even though I don't fuck with them. Like, I'm still going to, like you said, answer the phone for them. Mm-hmm. But it's people, but the people that I don't fuck with, either I don't fuck with them because they crossed me mm-hmm. or I don't fuck with them because they just got some fucked up shit going on and I don't want that shit to like spill over into my shit. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about the unlucky people. Mm-hmm. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like you can help them, but you can only help them so, so much, much because sure. it's like, why the fuck do you keep needing help? Mm-hmm. You have to evaluate like what's going on and why you keep being unlucky. Mm-hmm. And you got to stop pulling people you into your shit. Like, help. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Enough is enough sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right or wrong. You even got cash talking. Facts. She don't never talk. Big facts. She said, why you ain't helping your situation, nigga? But you got to evaluate that shit. I'm telling you, you got to yeah. evaluate that shit. Like somebody will be fucked up and blame everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You got to look inward. What did I do to get in this situation? Yeah, bro would have. Then I would have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't keep it real. He ain't come show me no love. Anyway. Yeah, think. Fuck, nigga, did you show yourself love? There you That's go. what you got to ask these niggas. Like, mm. are you showing yourself love? That's what A I nigga say. can't want more for you than what you want for yourself. Just like they said, what was that? Not Poetic Justice. What was that movie? Um, Jason's Lyric. You can't save a nigga that don't want to be saved. Like, right. like, you can't, like, it's impossible. More of the story is, if you feel like quitting. <laughs> Get high. <laughs> right. <laughs> That'll solve everything. Roll you up a backwood. Smoke dope. Some shot lotto or something. <laughs> nah. I don't know. I don't know what worked for everybody else. Because, you know what I'm saying? Nigga might smoke the wrong shit. <laughs> it That's happened too, shit. yeah. I don't know. I don't tell my what worked for me. I just accept everything that come with this shit. Mm. Taking everything and coming in, million. 
Take it in. Call my, my children. children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what it is, man. with this shit. Come with it, man. Yeah. I swear Pluto got a verse for every fucking <laughs> life situation, life fucking <laughs> obstacle, everything. <laughs> like, that shit crazy, man. Yeah. Future can get you through a lot of shit, bro. Most definitely. Most definitely. Shout out to Kirkwood. Shout out to Inky on Speaking the way. Speaking of Kirkwood, yes, Inky Johnson on the way. www.bitfactspod.com is going down. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Live for First Class Sounds, you know who it is, DJ Scream, Big Bank, Baby Jade. Hey, today we going to get motivated on Big Facts. If you're down and out, if you ain't feeling it, you know what I'm saying? We got the one and only Inky Johnson here yeah. on Big Facts. Yeah. In the building. Yeah. 
What's up, my brother? How you feeling? How you feeling? Man, I'm all good. It's an honor. It's a privilege, man. I appreciate y'all, man. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. For everybody out there, let's start by just letting everybody know a little bit of the Inky Johnson story. Uh, I guess you could um, let everybody know uh, a little bit of the timeline, like what you were doing um, that led up to you playing sports, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. unfortunate circumstances while you were playing sports that led led you to be a motivational speaker. Yeah, so, you know, born and raised in Atlanta, uh, Kirkwood. Okay. Zone six. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. Lived all over the six, but born and raised in Kirkwood. And like any other kid, man, you know, born to a mother at 16, two bedroom home, 14 people. And I saw sports as the vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to help my family. I felt like, you know, they were good people. I saw it all just like any other cat coming up in the city. You see it and you want to make a difference in your family's life and you feel as if you've been blessed with the talent to do it. And so football was my game, you know, not only just the skill set, but it was a release. Like once I got out on that field, I felt like I was free. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From my household, from all that was going on. And I felt like it was the opportunity. And I got a scholarship to the University of Tennessee, first one in my family to go to college. Mm. And I wanted to make good on that investment that a lot of people had made and the sacrifices to get me to that point. And when I got to Tennessee in my third year, I was starting that corner, had been starting that corner, and it looked like I was about to be a first-round draft pick. And I go out the second game, my junior year, make a routine tackle that I've been doing since I was a kid Mm -hmm. and found myself in the emergency room fighting for my life two hours later. Mm. And it paralyzed my right arm and hand, ruptured the artery in my chest, tore the nerves from my spine that controlled my arm, my hand, my fingers, and obviously it ended my career. Mm. And... um, my life changed, man, and I went searching for purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, I never thought I would be a speaker. Like, I never wanted to speak. Right. Because where I grew up, everybody grew up similar to how I grew up. And so I never thought what I experienced was anything special. You know what I'm saying? It's just you grew up in the yeah. hood, cats living and surviving. It was, it was the best times of my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? And one day I was <laughs> telling somebody, and they was like, you grew up how? You experienced what? And... um you know, I felt like this was what I was supposed to be doing with my life, man. And I approached it with, you know, a level of gratitude. And here we are. Been doing it for 14 years. Well, when you when, when you speak, though, bro, it's like a real gift from God, though. I ain't even going to cap, like, because you can feel every word. Like, even with this interview, like, mm-hmm. like if y'all ain't on Inky, man, y'all got to get on him. Oh, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Out, At like, Inky Johnson on Instagram. Because he, sure. he talking to 50,000 motherfuckers. Like, he packing <laughs> shit out like yeah. Drake now. There you no go. cap. <laughs> yeah. Nah, real shit. Yeah. And and I know the story. Like, I used to stop down Miss Day's house in the morning before I go to yeah. school. And the mm-hmm. little kids getting ready. Like, we all meet up at Dad in them house. Mm-hmm. Am I right or wrong? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Inky yeah. them with the kids going mm-hmm. to uh, Tuma and shit. And we going... To coin, you mm. get what I'm saying? Mm. And he get up age and start playing high school ball. Everybody, the whole neighborhood behind Inky. You know what I'm saying? We know what we know what this is. This guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Then he had, to, like I said, he had an accident or whatever. And then, then like, it just popped up like this. Is what he doing? And this shit was serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real shit. Yeah. Congratulations too, bro. Nah, I appreciate it, man. Like, for real, I appreciate that. One one yeah. thing when you when, when you go through adversity, and I think uh, just being transparent. I mean. Even when you're not going to university, just life. Sometimes you just want to quit. It's just like fuck. I still have those days, believe it or not. Like, yeah, how you how you never just gave up, yeah. like laid down. You know, like I was telling the cat last week, like I never had the luxury. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, when you grow up how we grow up, I give up. I'm going back to the porch. You know what I'm saying? Like, my uncle's going in and out of prison like cats in the city. You know them. Like, them cats hustling like anybody in the city. And so I just couldn't fathom me getting to that point of college. Like, a lot of people helped me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I live my life the way that I live it. It wasn't like I was this cat and I was claiming self-made. Like, teachers helped me. Cats in the community. Corn Park, Kirkwood Park. Coaches helped me. My mom worked the double shift at Wendy's. Mm. Sacrificed. My dad, when he came into the picture, like a lot of cats helped shape me. Mm. And so I just couldn't see me getting an injury and quitting and going back home to Kirkwood and saying, all right, good ride. I made it to that point. Now come back to the hood. No, I got to make good on this promise. I got to show them what I'm made out of. I can't quit. Like, And to be honest, I'm going to just be 100 with you. Like, I'm not built like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a fighter. Like, just how I am. If I walk out this building right now and I'm trying to get in my truck and my right arm and hand paralyzed, if three cats run up on me, I ain't running. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm real. saying? I, like, I ain't no tough real guy. Shit, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I ain't running. Yeah. I wasn't raised like yeah. that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't raised to fold. Like, he know the cats I come up. I wasn't built like that. Like, right. they ain't mold me like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? The floor I came from, the house I came from, rats and roaches. We, when we got sent out of the house, if my cousin got into a fight, all y'all better fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If one you of y'all get y'all, when, you come home. when you come home, it's on you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. I wasn't raised like that. And so I looked at my injury the same way. Like, I'm not stopping. I'm not quitting because I got an injury. Mm. I got to figure out how to process it, and I might got to change my aim. But quitting and stopping ain't never been an option for me. No, mm. for real. So, so what about what about what about somebody who might not have that? Just we speak for general people out there that might not have that same upbringing or that fire. Like they might not be as strong. Like there's Absolutely. people that go to substances because they can't deal with the realities of yeah, life. Yeah, because it's Absolutely. it's like like real shit. Like for you to be able to persevere through pretty much your whole world being shattered and turned upside down with no idea like where to go. That's like a one in a million type thing with the type of, with what you had in front of you and like having to go through that. So dealing with, like Scream said, dealing with that type of adversity, most people would turn to substance abuse or, you know, turn to even suicide or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how did you... I know like you had the strong upbringing and you're a fighter and that, but it really took a lot of faith and a lot more than that to be able to get you through that. So what, like how long of a process exactly was was it to get to where you are now to be okay with the fact that you'll never play football again. And that was your dream. Absolutely. No, it hurt. Um, man, I cried. I was disappointed. I couldn't fathom it. I didn't think it was real. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tell people all the time, I went to sleep early for like a month, like every day. You know what I'm saying? I'll just go to sleep early thinking, man, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'll be able to move my arm again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I it, I can't be paralyzed. You were kind of like saying? in shock? Yeah, it was yeah. surreal. I've been working for this since I was seven. And then you tell me one day, it's like y'all come in here and do what y'all do every single day. Something happened. And the next day, you can't use your limb again that you've been using your whole life mm-hmm. without even thinking about it. Right. And so I'm thinking it can't be real. And in the process of that, they're bringing me different options to do. And they say to me, Inc., we want to get you to assisted daily living. And I was like, what's that? And they said, if you can go to a grocery store and you can hold a bag under your arm, that's a plus for us. If you can grab a pencil 
and you can write like a kid, that's a plus for us. Mm. But your arm and your hand will probably never be the same again. And I'm like, nah, I can't. Like, I sacrifice too much, right? And yeah, so like, I this go to can't sleep. be the end yeah, of I'm that. Yeah, I'm like, it yeah, can't like... be real. I go to sleep early again, wake up the next day, touch my arm. And at the time, I couldn't feel nothing on my upper extremity on my right side. Touch my mm. back, touch my chest, and I couldn't feel it. And I kept going throughout the process. And I always say to people, like, when you got people in your life that you love and you respect enough not to disrespect, it's a powerful thing. And I had a lot of people around me that I cherish and I respect it. Like, I'm a loyal person. Right. And so I had teachers at Corn Middle School that was in the emergency room. I had my coaches that put me in organized sports when I was a kid that was in the emergency room. I had my mother. And as I'm looking at these people and I'm talking to them, I start apologizing. Because you know how it is when you come from the hood. And you looking like, man, I'm going to make it so I can help everybody. Right. You feeling like you putting it on your back. Yeah, you want to sure, do right. it. For sure. And so I'm like, man, I apologize. I'm sorry. And they was like, what you sorry for? Ain't? I was like, I can't make it and I can't pay y'all back. Because quitting would kind of be disrespectful to them. Absolutely. That's how you saw it. Okay, yeah. okay. And I was like, I can't pay y'all back. And they was like, man, you don't owe us nothing. It was like, the only thing we want from you is for you to do something with what you've been blessed with. Take your situation. Take your circumstance. Go out into the world and be a decent man. You get blessed with a family, be a decent father. You get blessed with a wife, be a decent husband. That's the only thing we want from you. And it was like it freed me to now focus on the process because you try to understand it, right? And I say to people all the time, it's natural. If something happens to you, you're going to want to know why. Like, why me? Why did this have to happen to me? You get a paralyzed right arm, right hand. You want to understand it. And I told people when, when they said that to me, I went from the mindset and the perspective of, I was no longer trying to understand it and trying to survive it. Now I wanted to use it, right? And you take that same energy when you're focusing on something and you want to understand it and you're trying to survive it. Take that same energy, put perspective behind it, and go out and try to use your situations and your circumstances to add value to the world. Yeah. And so that's Big all facts. I tried to do for Big two facts. years. That's hard. Yeah, for two years. <clears throat> well, so you've been with your wife for how long? Man, we've been rocking since fifth grade. Yeah, I've seen the picture of y'all. Real kids. She grew up in Kirkwood, two blocks away from me. Yeah. Yeah, you say y'all going to y'all 10th year anniversary. This past, right? I just seen it on the ground. Yeah, yeah. 10th year, man. And uh, she's been a blessing. Sure. Probably the best thing that's ever happened to me, her and my children, you know, outside of my injury, you know, because it's a powerful thing. And that's how I got into speaking, to be honest, you know, because she she co-signed it. Because after my injury, I moved back to Atlanta, and she called me. I was coaching, and she called me, and uh, I want to tell you a funny story. She called me, and I was a graduate assistant because I thought I was going to be a, a defensive backs college coach. And I was like, man, I got injured. I can't play our coach. And she called me one day, and she was like, I'm pregnant. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm like, how that happened? You know what I'm saying? I'm in shock. I'm like, you pregnant? I'm a GA. I'm still in college almost. I'm making $500 a month. I'm like, how that happen? She's like, you know how it happened. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I go in the coach office and I'm like, man, coach, I want to move back to Atlanta. I need to take care of my family. And he was like, go for it. And when I plan to move back, I call somebody at Kirkwood Record at Bessie Brandon Park. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, man, I need to come back. I want to work at the park. I want to take care of my family. I just want to create leadership curriculum for the kids at Kirkwood Park. And it was like, Beck, come on, you got a job. Packed up, I left, I get there. Cat that I was talking to supposedly wasn't there. I take my resume in the office. They say, you overqualified. 
I was like, man, what's that? I just want to work with the right, kids. Right, right. Right? But at the time, I'm living in my wife's grandmother's home. You know, two-bedroom home. She pregnant with our daughter, Jada. She ended up having Jada. I'm there, and the only thing I got at the time was my book right. that I had wrote. And I'm getting up every day trying to find a job. I wasn't speaking then. I was just trying to work. I wanted to put some money in my pocket, take care of my family. My wife was teaching in Stone Mountain. Every morning she'll get up, get dressed, go to work. I'll get up, get dressed, go look for a job. Everywhere I go, they'll tell me something like, ah, I can't do it. And I knew part of it was probably he got a paralyzed arm. Yeah. I ain't tripping. I ain't knocking it. It is what it is. And so one morning I got up. I looked at my wife. I said to her, I said, babe, I'm, um, I'm about to go meet Oprah. I'm about to give Oprah the book. And my wife said, you know Oprah, ain't? I was like, nah. She's like, you know somebody that worked with Oprah? I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> she like, what, what you talking about? You going to meet Oprah? I was like, I'm finna take her the book. This was before a show ended. And she was like, you, you really believe you can do it? I was like, yeah. She was like, go for it. And at the time, I probably had $200 to my name. I was in my truck. I take off driving to Chicago. I get to Chattanooga. I call my buddy Jeff in Knoxville. He's an attorney. He pick up. I say, Jeff, you ain't going to believe it. He said, what you got, Ink? I said, man, I'm on the way to Chicago. I'm about to take Oprah the book. Jeff was like, Ink, you know Oprah? <laughs> I was like, nah. He's like, I know what this is. He said, call me, man, when you get to Knoxville. I know you're an ambitious person. Chances of this happening slim to none. He said, man, I don't want you to be disappointed when it doesn't happen. Right. I call him when I get to Knox. He pick up. He said, you still going, aren't you? I said, yeah. He said, man, I'm going to ride with you up to Jashai. I don't want you to be too disappointed. We get there that night. Jeff gets us a room. We get up the next morning. I go to the front desk. I say to him, man, can you give me the best possible directions to get to Harpo? They giving me the directions. Jeff is in a corner. I go to walk out the door. Jeff say, Ink, wait. He said, I'm going to get us a taxi. Get us a taxi. We pull up. It's when our last shows was happening. So it's people everywhere. Right? I get out. He said, man, I'm going to go to this coffee shop. I try to run into every door that I could see somebody coming out of. I see. Mm -hmm. Right? I run up. I'm ink. Man, I drove up from Atlanta. I just want to give open my book. He was like, get out of here, man. We won't do that. I was like, man, y'all rude. I thought y'all be giving away cars and TVs. <laughs> <laughs> I got a book. Y'all give me the third degree. You know what I'm saying? I got a book, right? And I got so discouraged, right? I went around the back of the building. I sit down. I'm like, man, my wife going to go off when I get back to the city. And everybody had made it in, and I get up, and I'm walking down the sidewalk. And it looked like it was a homeless gentleman, right, sitting on the curb. I sit down beside my man. I say, how you doing? My man said, I'm great. He said, how are you? I'm like, I seen better days. The irony of the situation, yeah. right? I look up. I kid you not, coming down the sidewalk, was open her security guard. I get up. I'm like, man, I'm going to take my shot, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm thinking my man going to come up and move me out the way. So I start walking toward her. She walking toward me. And she get right in front of me. I said, hey, I'm Inky Johnson. I drove up from Atlanta. I just wanted to give you my book. She grabs the book. She said, oh, that's nice. She gives it to my man. She grabs my suit. She shakes it, right? And I had on like a 2X suit, right? And she said, it's a nice suit. I think she was trying to see if I had some in it, right? I said, thank you. I said, can I take a picture with you? 
said, sure. We take a picture. She said, I got to get in and do my show. I said, no problem. I went to walk off her security guard after he closed the door. He said, hey, little man. He said, come in, man. I want to tell you something. Go over to him. He said, um, I'm not telling you anything is going to come of this. He said, I just want you to know what just happened. It never happens. He said, usually she'll tell me, go clear them out. Let them go on about their business. Or she'll take it and she'll probably never get the product. He said, I'm not saying you're going to be on a book club, show, none of that. I just want you to know what just happened never happens. I said, appreciate it. I send a picture home, family, friends, everybody respond. You're going to be on the show, ain't? <laughs> I was like, nah, I don't know. I don't care. He's like, what you mean you don't know you don't care? You're going to be on the book club? I was like, that moment wasn't about that for me. They said, well, what was it about? I said, man, I needed to know that. God was still walking with me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's all I needed to know. I just I just was trying to figure out if God was still with that kid that grew up in Kirkwood, made it to college, got eight games away from becoming a potential first-round draft pick, mm. and then my life got shattered, mm. right? Right. And that was God showing me, like, nah, bro, I got you. Like, the moment wasn't even about Oprah. Mm. The moment wasn't even about the trip to Chicago. That was a faith journey for me. That was a faith walk for me. And so when I made the decision to speak and say, man, I'm going to be a speaker, I never called myself a motivational speaker. The world labeled me that, right? But when I made the decision to do it, I just said, bro, I want to be obedient, right? And do what I feel the Creator has called me to do in my life. And that's how it started. What would you say to somebody who, and this is just a real question, like what would you say to somebody who don't believe in God or Mm -hmm. a higher power? What would you say to them? Yeah, one of my best friends don't. One of my best friends are atheists. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't love him any less. I still got mad love for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I let him work through his understanding of what the creator means to him. But like I always tell him, like, man, I ain't trying to preach to you. Like, you believe what you believe, right? If it's Allah, if it's Catholicism, right? It's all good. But I always say to him, I would rather live my life as if it's a God. And if I pass away, figure out that it's not than to live my life as if it's not a God, and if I pass away and figure out there is, mm. right? But I don't love him any less. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because the same grace my man need, I need the same level of grace. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We fall right. short every single day. And so, like I said, I ain't knocking him. You find your belief how you find it, but I'm going to be here to show you love and support along that journey. Yeah. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder, 
But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. What do you think is the foundation of um, a lot of the hate in our world, like racism, I mean, black on black crime, or whatever it is, there's a lot of hate, there's a lot of different things going on in the world as we speak. What do you think is the foundation for that? And, and what would you say to somebody is the cure for it? I would say understanding and um, and miscommunication, right? The ability to, it's hard for cats, I feel like, sometimes to put themselves in other people's shoes, right? And even if you would never experience what that person experienced, mm-hmm. it's hard for people to put themselves in somebody else's shoes and just try to see through the lens of which they see it through. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard for a cat sometimes if things are going well to look at the other side of the coin, mm-hmm. right? It's hard for a cat if a cat that made it to a certain spot they got the house, they got the car, they got the money, and now you're trying to tell them to look at something with a different perspective, and they feel as if they struggled to get there. And it might be valid. You might work, you might have handled your business. I get it. I salute you, right? It's hard for cats sometimes to stop and look at people's situations and circumstances through the lens of other people. But also, I think the cure to it is love, man. It's unconditional love. You know what I'm saying? It's showing people love. Regardless of situation, regardless of skin color, regardless of what's going on. Like, me getting organized sports, a white man paid for that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't know my man. My man hadn't seen me play. He was coming down the street. He helped Patrick Paz, a bunch of cats. You know what I'm saying? When my man helped me, my man never came back to my mom and said, you owe me for putting ink in sports. He never came back to me and said, ink, you owe me at some point. Like, my man came out of his pocket, paid for me. And my three younger cousins to play ball. And in my family, the only people that went to college was me and my three younger cousins. And so I looked at people different from Rip. Now I understand it's all type of people out there, whether regardless of race or regardless of what they do. And that's my constant challenge as a father. Mm. You know what I'm saying? With my children, I got a nine-year-old son, 10-year-old daughter. And so when something happens with the police in the world and they kill a black person, you know what I'm saying? And my children have had encounters with police officers, you know what I'm saying? And they bring the little K-9 to their school at lunchtime, and they know my man, Mr. Henry, 
or whatever, and then they see something on television or they see something on the Internet that say, hey, police are this way, and then they come and ask their father, and I got to break that down when at the same time, my granddaddy, who you calling dad, I done seen polices when I was a kid kick our front door in Thanks. and grab my grandfather out of his wheelchair, slam him on his face, mm. and plant dope in the house. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I done seen that side of life. And so trying to balance that out with my children and also trying to balance that out with my perspective. Like I'm in an industry and it's predominantly white, old men. It's predominantly white speaking, right? Every room I walk in, Almost the whole crowd is almost white, right? When I do corporate events and I walk in and I got on a collar shirt, you know what I'm saying? I'm not dressed in a suit. I got on jeans and a collar shirt. And so if I'm going in to speak to 150 insurance agents, probably 145 people white and they older than me. And so off rip, they looking at me like, what my man got to say to me? Right. Like my man, my son's age, what he got to tell us? And I'm backstage taking it debt serious. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> yeah. backstage taking it debt serious. Not because I want to be the best orator, best communicator in the world. No, I'm taking it serious because I know one day it might be another young cat coming up and he going to need that opportunity and I got to steward that right. You know what I'm saying? He going to need that opportunity and Facts. I got to go about it in the right way. It's a bigger purpose to it. Mm. And so when I get to rock and I get to play, I want to steward it right and do right by it. So when the next cat come in the door... They don't look at him as just a young African-American, young black man. They're like, hey, that cat ink that we brought in here, nobody has done it the way he did it. Let's get this cat an opportunity. Big mm-hmm. fact. And so right. looking at things with the right perspective and constantly trying to balance it out, but also, man, having a level of grace and love for cats when they slip, because mm-hmm. we all do. Mm-hmm. And I think right. sometimes cats get on that high horse and they forget that, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, I think I think that's it. Yeah. So Let's, with it, So with it being like... With your new path, you being the one that's always motivational, always uplifting everybody, always trying to be positive. When you get down and when you don't really feel like yourself or you don't really feel like being positive, who do you go to to lift you back up and to put you back in the right mind space? Absolutely. I got I got people I talk to in every aspect of my life. And so I got somebody I talk to for marriage. Mm-hmm. I got somebody I talk to for fatherhood, got somebody I talk to in speaking, and then I talk, you know, to my uncles in prison, you know. I talk to my uncles that I still got uncles and cousins in the street, you know, that's trying to do what they do. I talk to my mother. I talk to my wife. I talk to my children. Right, right. And and I use that as sources of inspiration, sources of motivation. And I think cats think sometimes, like, if they see me speak, that, like, every day happy-go-lucky you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every day, like, oh, be pot. Nah. Because nah. <laughs> you know nah. I, I come from it. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I come really from shit. it. Really you know shit. what I'm saying? Yeah. I come from it. And yeah. uh, But I, I'm willing to fight for it. And what I mean right. by that is the mindset that I want to acquire, I'm willing to fight for my happiness. I'm willing to fight for my peace. And I'm willing to fight for the father, the husband, and the man that I'm striving to become. And I think it's important to have accountability yeah. In your life and people that don't just tell you what you want to hear, but people that tell you what you need to hear. Mm. And I got Thanks. people around me in every aspect of my life that I remember when I first got married. I'm young and married, you know, and I'm I'm calling the dude that I talked to to mentor me about marriage. And I'm like, man, she ain't doing this. 
She ain't doing that, man. She ain't doing this the way I wanted to do it. She ain't doing this the way I wanted to do it. And he listened to me. When I got done, he said to me, like, man, like, God didn't bless you with your wife for you to change your wife. Like, you can't change your wife. Right. Your mm-hmm. position, your responsibility is to love your wife and work with your wife through whatever it is that y'all are trying to get to. Mm-hmm. He said, I guarantee you what you just told me, if I get on the phone with your wife right now, she's going to have she a list twice as long. About you. Like, yeah. I'm tired of this thing being positive. <laughs> I'm tired of him, Ryan, speaking. Yeah. You know what I'm, saying? I'm tired of him talking to the kids, trying to give them motivation. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's going to be the same yeah. way. Yeah. And I had to respect it. But yeah. also, man, every single day, you know, just trying to be a better man, like the quest for better. That's not perfect. But just trying to be a better man right. because you know I come from a place to where we got our demons too. Mm-hmm. What's that one? What's that one situation that you can recall that make you feel made you be like when you started speaking made you be like, okay, this is what I'm doing it for. You know what I'm saying? Like that one person told you their story, how you motivated them or helped them get through it. You know what I'm saying? You know, absolutely. Like, absolutely. What's that? You you got a story on one of those stories? And I got a couple of them, but the the first one would be you know Eric Berry that f- that's from Atlanta. Shout yeah. out to Eric. Shout yeah, out to Eric man. Berry. The Eric goat. Berry, real goat. Real goat. Beast man. And uh, Eric like a little brother to me, and we was in Westtown Mall in Knoxville. This was years ago, and we were leaving after signing it. Eb had went this car, and I was walking to mine, and a man was running over to me, and my man was like. I'm talking about he was running. And so I seen him coming, and I'm in the parking lot, and I'm like, man, I don't know what my man about to try to do. Like, I might need to create some space with my man. Like, my man might be trying to get me. Like, we in the parking lot, you know what I'm saying? And he stopped a couple of feet away from me, and I could see he was crying. And he said, thank you. And I said, man, no problem. If you don't mind, what are you thanking me for? And he said, I just saw your story on the news. And you were making humor of your situation and about what happened to you. And he said, man, um, life been beating me up. And I was about to leave my wife and my three daughters. And he said, I said, when you could laugh at what you've been through and how you've handled it, he said, surely I can hang in there and I could fight for my family. And he just walked off. And I'll never forget, man, when I walked off, I was like, I got to take what I do a little bit more serious. Thanks. And even, even like when Eric Berry got hit with cancer. You know what I'm saying? He called me and he was like, man, I, I feel like something in my chest. Like, we talked like that. And he was like, I, I got to go to Emory for some testing. He's like, call me after you're done. And he called me and he said they found a mask and they diagnosed him with cancer. Mm-hmm. And I watched him go through that process and we used to meet. And when he got through it, I'll never forget him saying, like, man, ain't, like now I know about that purpose you speak about. You know what I'm saying? Now I know when you talk about your situation and not just thinking about it in terms of you and what you've acquired as a result of it, but you being able to use it. Like it's a reason to say in the Bible, man, we are overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. That's why when you hear cats journeying where they've been, what they've been through, you're like, man, that's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Because all of us got stories. All of yeah. us have walked our path and the journey is still unfolding. But every single day. I bump into somebody, bank. I kid you not. I was in the airport yesterday. Cat come up to me, man, be honest with me. You wouldn't change what happened to you. I'm like, I wouldn't change it for nothing in the world. A man like, yeah, paralyzed arm. Mm. I'm like, it ain't about that. It's about what it did for my father. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's about what it did for my, my homies. It's about what it did for my family. Like, this situation put me and 
put my mother and my father in the same room. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like my mom, my mama despised my dad, man. For a long time. Yeah. Like, and it felt bad to me when I was his athlete and my mother and my father couldn't even really be in the same room. Yeah. Because he bounced and she just despised my man. And when this happened, now all the foolishness had to cease because they didn't know if they was gonna have to cut off my arm. They didn't know if I was gonna live, if I was gonna die. And now my mother and my father was in the same room. Mm. And so when I say I look at this as a blessing, I think people think in terms of it's just some spiritual facade, right? And I'm grateful to God for it. But when I say I'm thankful for it because of how it happened, I'm thankful for what it's done in the people's lives that are connected to me. And so every single day, man, I don't think none of us have to look far when we see people or meet people. Because like I say all the time, cats don't have to stop and say nothing to me. You know what I'm saying? A cat don't have to say, man, I appreciate your speeches. A cat don't have to look at my stuff. And so I'm extremely grateful for that, and I'm honored by it. It's humbling. Yeah, it's humbling, man. Outside of um, you know, your motivational speaking, and of course, uh, you were in the book and everything. What's some mm-hmm. shit that you just like to do, like some day to day, just shit with Inky just kicking yeah, it in the A town, bro? Man, I like to work with young cats, man. Like we serve at the homeless shelter uh, at my sister's house under the Atlanta Mission. We do that quite a bit pre-COVID, mm-hmm. but uh, I like working with young cats, man, a lot because. Like, where I grew up, and a lot of the cats I went to Krim High School, right? A lot of the cats I went to school with, I felt like were talented cats. You know what I'm saying? And I'll never forget, I was fighting one of my teammates one day. And my man just thought, like, I was coming at him because I didn't like him. And I had to tell him, like, bro, I love you. You know what I'm saying? I got mad love for you. I'm like, but I see the potential, I see what you can become. Mm-hmm. I see what you possess. I see what you can do. I see what you can you can go on to do for your family, right? And you don't want to leave outside of I-20. You don't want to leave from the east side of Atlanta. Our coach tried to take us to a tournament in Poplar Bluff, Missouri, and they was like, Coach, we ain't going. And he was like, yeah, I'll see y'all in the morning. Man, three folks showed up, man, to the bus. You know what I'm saying? Like three. And my man thought they was playing. I'm like, man, them folks not playing. And so when I see young cats and I'm talking to them, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm trying to help shape their mind. I'm listening to their stories. Like, that's beautiful for me because cats did it for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The older cats at the park, they used to be at my granddaddy's house. Like, people did it for me. And it made an imprint on my mind that changed my life. And so anytime I get to work with kids and do certain things and going to the homeless shelter and making us grateful for what we do have, you know, it's something that I love to do. Yeah. So another thing that like we always talk about on the show is is how like growth is an essential part of progress. So what do you do like day to day or, you know, just whenever you have time or just any time at all to make sure that you don't get stuck in the same place and to make sure that you're at least taking one step a day forward? Absolutely. I journal a lot. Um, I journal. Oh, you write in a journal? Oh, yeah. Every day. Every day. I journal. Um, I got four journals. And so I journal in the morning. I journal shortly after lunchtime. And I journal at night. But I journal to my children. So I got a journal with my son. I got a journal with my daughter. journal with my wife. Mm-hmm. And a journal with myself. Okay. That okay. I write to. You know how, like, when something happened to a parent or something happened to somebody and somebody will go to somebody's kids and be like, Man, let me tell you about your dad. Mm-hmm. Man, let me tell you about your mom. Let mm-hmm. me tell you the type of person they were. And that's cool, right? But I want my children to have something that 
Like, one day I'm going to give it to them. I don't know when that moment comes, but one day they got something that they can look at and say, I know exactly who my dad was. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. I know what his values are. I know what his principles are. I know why he did, sir. I explained decisions to him. Man, this is why I had to do this. It might then feel good in the moment. You might hate it, but you're going right. to love me later for it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I explained <clears throat> things like that to my son, my daughter, but also to myself. Indeed. Like, I'm transparent in it. You know right. what I'm saying? About my fears, about my future, about things that I need to work on. Like, I told my wife yesterday. I'm like, man, I got I got something I need to work on. Like, I don't know if it's from the time I was a kid and I just experienced this and this how I cope. But, like, when I cut somebody off, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gone. Like, yeah. I don't double back. I don't come back. I'm gone. And I told her, like, I got to work on that because I think that's something from my childhood that work I Work on learned. that as far as forgiveness, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm just out. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. if me and you... I'm out, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't coming back, mm -hmm. and it's all good. But I think it's something that I learned and I need to work on because when I was a kid, when my father wasn't present, that's how I coped mm -hmm. without having to deal with the natural situation right, of right. my father not present, but it created certain levels of pain with other people to where, all right, if you stagnant, if you playing, I'm out, right? right? And mm -hmm. not giving people that grace and that time to grow when probably if I would have gave them the grace and the time to grow, that could have been a situation we could have nurtured and cultivated. And would have been a lot better relationship. relationship yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And so it's things that I want to work on that. When I look in that journal, I know I'm not there yet, and I'm trying to continue to foster that level of growth. But having that journal there as accountability is something I can refer back to every single day in every aspect of my life with my children, with my wife, most importantly with myself. Right. So, mm -hmm. No mm -hmm. doubt. What's one thing you want to say to uh, your followers, people that don't follow you? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? What's 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 some, some good game of motivation that you would give to the people, like the most valuable vitamin? Man, I would say uh, don't take life for granted. You know, make life count, man, because I think there's so many people, man, that, that wake up and they just, they take this thing for granted. Like, and I, I didn't look at it that way until I almost lost my life. Mm -hmm. You know, because a lot of cats look at my injury and look at what happened to me and cats focus so much on the sports part of it. Mm -hmm. And cats don't think about like, bro, I had 350 staples in my body. Mm -hmm. I had six incisions down my left thigh, one incision across the left side of my neck, one across the right, twice through my right ribs, cut out my right pec, bottom of my armpit to the bottom of my hand. Mm -hmm. They had to cut up plastic bags so I could take a shower. They was mm -hmm. put me on a jet back and forth from Tennessee to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota every week. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it changed my life. It made me look at life different. Mm. And I'll never forget the first time I sat down in the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, it was like a little girl. Like she was sitting where you sitting, screaming about distance-wise. Mm -hmm. She's probably like 11. And it looked like, like her face is falling off. You know what I'm saying? Her parents were sitting on the side of her trying to help her. I don't know what her condition was. And I'm like, man, she's like 11 or 12 years old. And it made me look at my situation totally different. But most importantly, it made me grateful for the gift of life, man. Mm. Like, make it count. Like, when it's all said and done for me, I want one life to be enough for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, when they come, I want to be like, I did it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I lived it. I don't want to be the cat that's living with regret. I don't want to be the sure. cat that's saying, man, I wish I could have this time to do this. Now, that takes a lot of courage, a lot of bravery, a lot of pain. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I want to patch up certain relationships. 
I want to do things differently. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I want to mm-hmm. grow. Mm-hmm. And I think we take life for granted so much. We think people going to be here. I'm sure some cats that wanted to talk to DMX and say something and felt like I get to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I get to I had a, I had a conversation and didn't get the opportunity to. Not because they didn't want to. <clears throat> Because we take life for granted and we feel as if we're promised something. Mm. Cats yeah. feel as if, oh, I get to it next year. How you know you promised next year? Mm-hmm. I thought it was certain things in my career I was going to get to. I get to it in the fifth game. I'll do it. Second game, my career was over, never to be played again. And so every single day, man, don't take life for granted. Go out, live it up, man. What's what's, what's your relationship? Do you still love the sport of football? Even oh, I love it. You love it? I love everything about it, man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not... I'm not mad at the sport um, because it gave me so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It exposed my mind to a different level of life that it could never go back to what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, when I never forget, Bank, I walked in there and I'm eating steak, shrimp, spaghetti. Like, I'm coming from noodles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, boy, y'all get steak, shrimp, and spaghetti? Y'all get this every week? You know what I'm saying? Like, this gravy. Yeah. Like, but also just the access that it gave us, the resources that it gave us. Like, all now the you things. you seeing something different. Yeah, you see you something see, different, yeah. but they lay it out for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get everything. And so... Like I, I could never be mad at that. No, nah, also, you, you, you basically saying that shit set your set your boy in life. Like this, yeah. what I want. This how I want. Absolutely. I'm not going back to nothing else, less than this. It exposed you to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they taking you to catering class. They taking you to what side to put your spoon, your fork, your knife. Like they give you everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They put you. You travel. You on a plane. You getting everything. You go to a hotel. You five star. You stand in the best. Like, they give you access to everything. And so I could never be mad at it. And then when my injury happened, they did right by me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to be honest. I was thinking, man, are they still going to treat me the same? Mm-hmm. Will they still do the same same things they did for me when I was playing? But they did right by me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They, they took care of me. And I can't do nothing but respect that. But also, I believe in destiny. I believe in fate. And so I don't live my life with regrets. I don't wish I would have grew up different. Mm. Nah, for real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I love the way I grew up. Nah, that made real. me shit. who I am as real a man. Shit. Mm-hmm. Like, if a cat came to me and said, you want to grow up in Malibu? Nope. I want to grow up in Kirkwood. Yeah. I want to grow right <laughs> yeah. down the street sure. from the precinct. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? That's where I want to grow up at. My mom. Yeah, I want to grow up the same way. And so when I look at my injury and what happened to me, I think it's destiny and fate for where I am now as a father, as a man, as a husband, as a friend, mm-hmm. like it changed me, you know, in a good way, not just physically with the atrophy and me walking around. Like if a cat see me, they going to know, I mean, something happened to my man arm. Mm-hmm. But what it did for me internally as a man and my perspective, I'm forever grateful for that. And most importantly, God spared my life. God could have took me that day, mm-hmm. but he felt as if I was worth it. And so he left me here. Do you think like a successful athlete or or, or rap artists and everybody should seek different like aspects of life because sometimes it takes tragedy to make you open yourself up to other parts of life. But you like speaking to people that you think like, man, there's other parts of life. It's more than just football. Right. It's more than just rap. It's more than just acting. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do you feel like people should seek different aspects of life? Yeah, I think, I think they should maximize their talents, but they should honor their gifts. Mm. And so what I mean by that is like when you see somebody coming up, whether it be in the inner cities of America, in the suburbs of America, whatever the case may be, and let's say we look at sports, right? And a cat will come to a young cat that's playing sports and say, 
hey, man, look at some other things, right? Like I done seen a cat stand on the stage and say, y'all don't need to play sports. Don't just focus on sports. And I'm like, but what if sports is that person's gift mm. that God has blessed them with? Like a lot of my boys, right? They took the vehicle of sports, made a lot of money. Now they're dabbling in the business and other ventures in life and maximizing their gifts. Mm-hmm. But the vehicle of sports changed their family's life for generations to come. Yeah. Right. And so I think they should honor their gifts and maximize them, whatever it is. Like it's a lot of cats in entertainment that rap, that play basketball, whatever the case may be. If that's the vehicle, do that. Mm-hmm. But also yeah. maximize them talents. If you want to get in the media, mm-hmm. right? If you want to get in the podcast, if you want to be a public speaker, if you want to do things with business, like start doing it before it comes time for you to do it. Because right. a lot of cats, they play ball and they, they make their money, they do what they do. Or if something goes wrong, they want to wait and then they got their back up against the wall and they trying to do it. Like, it's like when a cat say pray. Don't just pray when things are going well, right. like bad. Pray yeah. when things are going good, too. Right. And so while things are going good in your career, whatever you're doing, start venturing off into other things and maximizing your gifts. Yeah, because when your back is against the wall, yeah. you don't have a clear head to think with Absolutely. because you're panicking. Facts. Yeah. And it jades your perspective and how you do things. For sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Instead of it being about purpose, now it's about money. Because mm-hmm. you feel as if your back is that's up about against necessity. the wall. Mm-hmm. And necessity. Mm-hmm. And not saying that there's anything wrong with money. You should get money for what you do. Mm-hmm. Just approach it with the right perspective and honor the gift, whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Big shouts out to Inky Johnson, man, yeah, for giving man. us some, some, some positive vibes, some positive uh, motivation. Where I'm over here crying and shit. Nah, like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> where, where can everybody go to, uh, if they're not familiar with yes, you, check sir. you out online, your Instagram, anything. Anyway, YouTube yeah. channel, all that. Oh, no doubt. It's Inky Johnson on everything. And on Instagram, it's Inky Johnson Motivate. Because a cat stole my name. Oh, man. <laughs> About a year ago, you know what I'm saying? Cat stole my name, so I had to come back as Inky Johnson Motivate. But, man, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, man, for those that follow me and support me, I greatly appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Because I know you don't have to, and that means the world to me. I'll never take that for granted. And for y'all, let me bless this platform, man. I greatly Greatly appreciate it, man. It's nah, a privilege. Need, nah, it's nah. a privilege, man. For sure. We appreciate you, my brother. We appreciate it. Big shouts out to Inky Johnson pulling up the Big Facts. Y'all check us out online, www.bigfactspod.com. Salute. You're listening to Big Facts with Big Bank and DJ Scream. Follow Big Facts on social media at Big Facts Pod. Big Bang and DJ Scream bring you Big Bang. Hey, man, it's all the way up. Ladies and gentlemen. That merch ends. Yes. Yeah, that's right. www.bigfactspod.com. Yeah. With the real ones one time. Y'all come get y'all some of this merch, man. Bigfactspod.com. Let's get it. Get that merch right now. Shop with us. It's all the way up. Big Fat Merch. It's going down. Visit the new website today. www.bigfactspod.com. Visit now. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues 
pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts